Hey guys, welcome to the Think Sports podcast. Today we have a episode about the UFC and UFC 254. Um we have two guests today, Tyron and Devin. They're both um intense uh UFC fans and so we're going to kind of touch up about Khabib and like his career with what we think of his retirement, what we think of the fight and we'll kind of go from there maybe we'll touch up on a bit a few of the other fights in the card. So I want to throw this out to Tyron first, right? Um Talk to me about what you thought about Khabib's performance. What do you think about that fight? So, um, I mean, if you you look back, okay, so a lot of people say he's undefeated and he hasn't lost a round. But if you do a little further research, you you look into his earlier UFC fights. You look into the Clayson Tebow fight, which a lot of hardcore fans will not. They'll just you know they they sort of you know Khabib fanboys and. after a performance like that i feel he redeems himself time stand that was close to flawless in my opinion he took shot but he knew that it's only he called it also he said it's only the first it's only the first round which people like conor and justin are dangerous and then after after you tend to get them to the ground which he did with ease with all that d1 wrestling and justin just couldn't get him off getting couldn't get him off and conor i think uh, he he mentioned his uh, I think his prediction before the fight, and he had mentioned something really specific, which a lot of people lost. So he said that Justin's wrestling was extremely good, which is which is right. He is a very good defensive wrestler, but in comparison to Khabib's grappling, Justin had no grappling whatsoever on the ground. He, he looked lost. It was just a matter of time. It was surviving. It was all surviving for Justin. So I think, in my my opinion, Khabib was just levels levels ahead of Justin. on the ground even on the feet you notice he didn't he got i think cracked by one good I, i think it was a left hook if i'm not wrong a left hook or an overhand right i didn't see anything else i i think i saw kabib land him with a good knee which i thought which i thought shook up just a little bit so you see he just he just grown so much i think this was his best performance his best i think this is 13th fight or 14th i'm not wrong 13th if i'm not wrong 13th fight this is Nowhere, like this is nowhere close to the fight of fight of Israel, Glaison Tebow. Nowhere close. I think I, I I definitely agree. I think like he is levels above, and you could see it. And I, I I didn't think he like I think he looked a lot more comfortable on the feet, which is something that we didn't think we were gonna um like something that we didn't predict before the fight. Everyone was kind of making it striker versus wrestler. Um, but Devin, I want to hear your thoughts about the same thing. Where uh, what do you think about the fight? How did how did it pan out? Bro, I told you I was really high for Justin, bro, because I saw that Tony performance and dude, he killed Tony. He absolutely destroyed him. So I was thinking, man, like I first of all I didn't know how great a chin uh, Khabib had, right? But um, first round, dude, Khabib had him, bro. Like, bro, just the pace he set through that entire thing, even when he took the punches. I feel like Khabib ate a few punches, like his jabs, overhands here and there. But dude, not phased at all, bro. Even the leg kick he was trying, bro. I think, bro, Khabib dominated that round. Just the pressure he was putting on uh, Gaethje. By the end of the first round, he was so tired. I, I think that was the that was that was the telling point, right? With the fact that he took, I think, I think uh, Tyron was right when he said it was a check. Like, I think it was a check hook uh, when uh, Khabib was coming in, which he took, and that's like that's that's like Gaethje's signature, right? Where it's like his. his like his hands are like he knocks people out with those shots right and 
Khabib just doesn't even flinch. He doesn't do the pretend like it's not hurting me or any of that. He just keeps walking forward, uh, walks him down, keeps him on his heels throughout the round, and then by the end, yeah, he got the takedown and everything. But even like even regardless, Gaethje was breathing so heavily, like just by having to move away so constantly, like he was constantly having to move. And I don't know whether it was a, a function of him not having like the best tank or any of that. I just think that pressure is so relentless. With and and the fact that. Khabib's jab, he uses his jab so well in that fight, right? Like where he, it, it, it wasn't even like he was controlling distance or anything. He was just walking forward and he was using his punches to make Gechi like flinch and look so sloppy, right? Gechi was throwing these weird loopy punches that you haven't seen Gechi throw in a while. Like Gechi off, or like the old Gechi who kind of got flustered when he was getting overconfident would throw these loopy punches try to put as much power into the shots as he could. It just looked like Gechi was sloppy again, which I think is just like a function of how good Khabib is. Um, um, yeah, just, just to add on to what he was saying, just one small point. So you would mention the gas tank, right? So uh, I, think, I think a lot of fighters, I mean, if you notice a lot of fighters, what they do, they tend to travel when they go to another place, completely different. They tend to go there a lot, a lot earlier to, you know, get acclimated to the weather, the timing. So I think, in my opinion, the fact that Khabib has fought there before, he has fought in Abu Dhabi, he's fought again Dustin Poirier there. So he does understand the weather. He's fought that he understands how to acclimate himself quicker in comparison to, say, Justin Gaethje, who hasn't. And especially with the pandemic, the way your cam goes. So I think, uh, if I'm not wrong, he, he always points out, Justin always points out that he needs, uh, a, I think, a 10-week camp before he usually fights. But then coming out from a war like against Tony Ferguson, a five-round war, it's not that he just breezed through Tony, no. I saw it, I saw it a lot of back and forth till about the second round, second third round, and then obviously it started to go in Justin's way. But then you see that all does really, you know, affect a fighter. If you don't heal enough, it is going to affect you. And I think you're right, like the his gas tank after the first, it looked like he was just like. He didn't know what hit him. It's just the constant moving backwards really got to him. Um, Did you guys hear about his camp this, for this fight? Khabib's? So, yeah, I did. Dude, like ridiculous. To begin with his toes, he had two broken toes. Yeah. And then apparently like he had four weeks off where uh, he, he just didn't train. I mean, yeah. I, I, I can't even begin to imagine what, what he must have been going through. Um, Amidst this entire situation, I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. And um, like major respect for him, like like exactly what Dana White says. We're, we're so supremely lucky to have even seen him in the octagon um, at UFC 254, defending his belt once again. Uh, and it's just the fact that off through all of that, he has looked better than he has ever looked before. In my opinion, I think this is his best performance. I, and and I thought his performance against Connor was near, near like almost flawless. I thought his performance against Poirier was flawless, bar that guillotine attempt that Poirier had. Um, and it's just the fact that now he looks more dominant than he's ever done. And I have so much respect for kind of what he did and the fact that he's like he's willing to just like let it go at the at the peak of his game. There's no sign that he's slipping at all. Um, and um, this is something I was talking to Devane about, and it's so annoying to me that these UFC judges are, are, it's so random, right? Where 
So I don't know if Tyron read about this, but um, so two mm-hmm. judges actually scored the first round to Gechi. There was a 10-9 mm-hmm. to Gechi. And it's just like, how does that happen? What are you watching, right? Like, I mean, is there any way we can justify that? I, for me, I don't think so because I, I think they, they judge based on octagon control and uh, con- who moves constantly. And I saw it was Khabib constantly moving toward Justin. And in my opinion, you can't give that. You, he got the takedown at the end. He had him in trouble at the end. He almost finished him at the end. You yeah. can't give that to the person who threw a few leg kicks and moved away. If you, if you count, uh, if you count uh, precision in terms of striking, Khabib was the more precise striker even in the first round. Even though he didn't land as much, he threw less but landed more. So in my opinion, that is absurd. He, he won. He absolutely ran through that round, which is, I don't know, there's something wrong with these judges. We've seen it again and again. I don't think we're going to stop seeing it. That's why, that's why I have so much, like, that's why I love what Masvidal says, right? He's like, I'm never leaving it up to the judges again, right? Where he's just like, I know every time it goes to the judges, I'll lose. So I'm just going to try to finish on the opponents. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he landed the more significant strikes in the first round. I think he had more octagon, octagon control. He landed the takedown, went for the armbar. I, I have no idea how that ever goes to, um, to Justin. It, it makes no sense to me. Um, coming to the second... Right? And this is something that was extremely interesting. I, I watched a breakdown of the movement Khabib made to kind of end the, uh, end the fight. Right? And I'll let Devane talk about this. But um, I want, uh, so the one thing I wanted to highlight was from like, how he got Yechi down to the ground and then like, how he transitioned to the submission. And it's so flawless. Right? If you look at it back, so uh, Yechi throws the leg kick which is supposed to be the most effective strike against the wrestler, right? Because you kind of immobilize their legs so they can't shoot as quickly, right? And so Gechi throws this leg kick. And that's the, the danger about throwing the leg kick is if they can catch it. If the wrestler can catch it, they can take you down, right? And, and Khabib doesn't catch it. If you see his leg, it kind of knocks him off balance. And he's dropping and he uses that momentum to go and single leg Gechi. And then he spins and brings him down, right? And then, and it, it's, it's so fluid that he's, he kind of brings him down and immediately gets full mount, right? Immediately passes guard, gets to mount, and then gets to eventually the, the triangle uh, with, from mount. And I want uh, Devane to talk about the finish because I know he was super impressed about it and what DC was talking about. So, Devane, what do you have to say? Yeah, I mean, just a, a note for the entire movement, Max. So generally, like, so... After he went for his leg, they both ended up in a sprawl, right? And I was like, I mean, long sprawl, there's some amount of resistance in like getting behind, right? And he did it flawlessly, dude. It was in seconds, like no hesitation. And after that, um, yeah, he progressed through. And dude, the thing about the... the What DC said? about the finish? Oh, yeah, yeah, as to why he didn't do it, right? So, basically, at that point, he had the option of going for an armbar. He had the armbar, right? That's what he was going to try for. But, apparently, like, the week leading up to it, he saw, uh, like, Khabib saw interviews of Gechi saying that um, whatever happens, he's not going to tap. 
and he and DC uh, and then Kabir was like, yeah, I don't want to break his hand in front of his friends. I don't want to hurt it. So he just talked about. Yeah, just put him instead of trying to hurt him in front of his friends. <laughs> and that's it's it's what what amazes me about that is the the presence of mind. He's so dominant. That he can kind of choose between which submission he wants to go for, whether he wants to go for a triangle or an armbar, and and you can almost see it, right? Like when you watch it back in slow motion, you can see him think about the armbar and then just go higher and kind of transition to the triangle um, and and choke him out. Um, what do you think about the movement, Taran? So uh, very honestly, I thought it was beautiful. He did so smoothly and so. one very smart thing which a lot of top level bjj experts you know sportsmen you see a lot of these guys gilbert belendez they're so good at what they do or another welterweight gilbert burns too so they're so smart in what they do so once they don't get a submission they quickly move to another one to you know try and not burn out their arms it didn't look like he was burning out his arms in any way he just looked like he he knew what he wanted to do he just transition smoothly even he was like okay i could get you in this no i'll take you to this instead i'll i'll try and get this so and like you said the 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 armbar if he said he's not going to tap i think you give it about 4 seconds 5 seconds ronda rousey broke uh, misha tate's arm within 3 seconds if i'm not wrong her elbow snapped within 3 seconds he knew it so so smooth i mean you, you don't see you see fluidity with with this in this particular guard with people who have you know black belts but they've been practicing for more years this guy kabib is just in my opinion different level you, you see you see kale sun speak about it. you see, you say that you know even a second degree black belt doesn't move the way he does on the ground the amount of control he has the way he he owns people like and i i felt like you you could see pictures and i i feel bad i think justin is a great fighter but He just had no business being there, you know, on the ground. You see it on his face. Same with Connor before that. You just don't see these guys aren't on his level. He just the way his his hips move. So it's so important when, especially in BJJ, it's so important your hips. Uh, it's though your hand control, your wrist control. They say it's important in wrestling. It's even more important when you're on the ground. When you can control a man's wrist and he he has nothing to hold on to, you just see helplessness, and that's what we saw in. I think it is beautiful. He also has like uh, uh, he kind of uh, wraps the leg really well, right? Like he always kind of pulls behind the knee to kind of drop, uh, drop him. He uses it against uh, Gechi as well, so that because Gechi, the the most common uh, kind of counter you see to the tri- uh, the triangle, the leg triangle is they kind of stand up and you you try to drop the guy on his back, right? And you see as soon as Gechi tries to get up, you see Khabib go and wrap the leg. So that he can't really get the elevation that he wants, um, but that's that sambo shit, man. Like he's just like it, it seems so effortless, right? Because he uh, and and a big problem with Gechi was he has clearly said that his like he's never worked on jujitsu, right? Which I think is stupid to like try to fight Khabib without having jujitsu, right? There's no way you can keep him standing, even if you even if you have supreme confidence in your ability to sprawl. I feel like if he just like holds you against the cage, your sprawling won't help you there, right? You have to be able to kind of move your like get yourself out of those situations, and that and only having wrestle like having jujitsu experience helps you get get rid of like people like Khabib, right? And even then, it doesn't help. To, like to be very honest, but um, I mean, it's just I feel like 
I, I completely agree with, I don't think he had any business being in there with him. Right? Where it's just like, because you knew it would go down to the ground. And once it was down to the ground, it looked so easy. And it was just, uh, it just didn't look like he put up any resistance, right? Like with anything he tried with like Habib, it looked like Habib transitioned into three different submissions within a second and a half and then finally finished one. Right? It, it just didn't seem like a big deal at all. Um, Dude, I remember seeing so many videos. Everyone was like, um, he's, he's an amazing defensive wrestler. Right, he put a good defense up and all this jazz. And I think you only told me that, uh, bro, his, his qualification, these are just qualifications, man. They're just yeah. certificates. Like, that's not going to make any difference again. Yeah, and, and the thing is that his wrestling in the UFC has, like, he's a D1 NCAA, NCAA, uh, NCAA wrestler. But, like, um, he, he hasn't particularly wrestled in the UFC, right? Like, I feel like that would, that would have hurt him. If I had seen him wrestle guys in the UFC, kind of, uh, if he had wrestled Dustin Poirier when they fought, right? Like, because um, he couldn't stand and bang with Dustin Poirier. We saw that. We saw Dustin finishing him, right? If he maybe had brought that down, you, I, I felt like you always knew that he wasn't comfortable wrestling, right? Like, because uh, that's what you see. Like, you see a Derek Brunson when he's in trouble, you see him shoot for the takedown because... That's where he is the most comfortable. He's the most comfortable wrestling. Justin Gaethje, I feel like he is, he is an accredited wrestler, but I, I feel like isn't the most comfortable doing that um, in the mm-hmm. octagon. And that's why I, I had said that I don't see him wrestling Khabib at all. And to top it off, Khabib was just too strong for guys at 155. Um, and that's just how it is. Like, he's I, just too big. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Also, one more thing which sort of bit Justin in the ass was uh, he, he spoke about how he's not going to let Khabib uh, take him down if it's in the center of the octagon. That's exactly what happened. And you could yeah. see you could see him. And I think that happened, uh, that happened when the submission happened in the second round. You could see him getting taken down so easily. It was not even like a shot. He didn't even take a shot. It was just technique. It was all just... Okay, I'm going to take you and you're going to go here and then I'm going to put my weight there. And he just is beautiful. He didn't shoot for it. If you, if you see the fight again and again, he didn't shoot. He didn't necessarily shoot and put him against the cage and you know how he usually grinds people out. He didn't do that. And you could see this, this levels like I'll, I'll refer to an older fight where um, there was another uh, extremely high level American wrestler, Chris Weidman, when he yeah. fought Yoel Romero. He. They spoke about his wrestling, how that wrestling neutralized Yoel Romero, who till then usually wouldn't till the Leo Machida fight. He didn't usually, he didn't usually, he didn't need to use his wrestling. But against Chris Weidman, this, this particular way, uh, Cuban wrestlers they trip people. Okay, so they hold, they usually body lock a person, and then with subtle weight from their shoulders, and they just trip the entire person. You could see Chris Weidman lost. I saw the same. I saw the same thing. Yeah. I saw the same thing on it's, our Saturday night. It is different. It's funny you mentioned that. It's also like, so Yoel does, did this thing. So he trips him and then Chris Weinman tries to get up and he spins to his back immediately. And it's just the most beautiful <laughs> movement ever. And he's just like, you, you don't expect someone that big to be able to move that fast and that smoothly. But yeah, it's the same with Khabib where it just looks so effortless. Right? And it, just like, it, does, it didn't look like Gechi. Uh, but, but I will mention Chris Weidman is a very good wrestler. And Yoel Romero just was like a level above. And Yoel Romero, uh, I mean, it, there is no shame in being a level below Yoel Romero. He's had a fantastic career. 
but yeah. I, I feel like Gechi just wasn't like minutes. wrestling, like didn't have the wrestling metal to begin with, to go against Khabib. But uh, okay, so let's move on to. I want to know what you guys think about because I know what I think about the UFC goat conversation, and we'll kind of try to debate what we think about like that ranking. Maybe give me a top three, top five. What do you think? Does Khabib make it for you? If he doesn't, why not? So I'll I'll, I'll start you off, uh, Tyron. So uh, yeah, he he definitely does. But for me, it's so I'll rank them. Starting with obviously GSP, in my opinion, I think uh, if you think about it, he's the only two people he's lost to Matt Serra, uh, Matt Serra and Max Hughes. Yeah. He's beat both of them. Yeah. yeah. So he's beat both of them, and the main reason why, in my opinion, he's sort of made number one is uh, there was no issue with uh, drug abuse. Yeah. He was not caught. He was not caught popping anything. So in my opinion, two weight, uh, two weight world champion. Beat the only people who beat you, yeah. You're number one in my opinion. Second, I definitely have to go with John John Jones because I mean, see the amount of champ. He's I think leaving his first two or maybe his first two or three fights in the UFC. It's all been championship fights. Fourteen, fourteen championship fights. You can't you can't say you can't deny him his spot. I feel what he said. Even he went on a Twitter rant and he's obviously a little salty about the situation, but. You have to understand, see where he's coming from. He's right. I mean, four versus fourteen, four championship fights for Khabib versus fourteen. There's no comparison in my opinion. And if he goes up, I think it's GSP and him for number one. I have to go right now with number three, obviously Khabib. So yeah, those are my top three. What about you? Well, so literally, so I think I'd rate John Jones top to top, right? Followed by. Bro, I'll tell you why I think I think Khabib comes second, right, and GSP third. Um, simply because, dude, Khabib is just so far ahead of his peers. You know, like I genuinely can't see anybody defeating him at this point, right? And and I'm sure, like, I mean, sure, John Jones has more title defense, but I I can see Khabib staying out there for a while. John Jones has to be good for me because he's just incredibly versatile. Like almost every like if you go against striker, he's going to beat him at his forte. And similarly for wrestlers, fact that he beat DC and that was that was very I'll impressive. After DC, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was I think that's still the only only takedown against DC ever where he literally like he picks him up and drops him. Right? But okay. So I, I I mean I agree partially with both of you, but um, so for me I think GSP is number one. Um, but it's a very close like it, these are very close rankings. Right? Uh, I think the only reason I put GSP number one is because of how long he reigned, how many title defenses he had, and exactly what Tyron said he um, kind of avenged both his losses, Max Era and Matthews. Right? Um, I put Khabib second. And I put John Jones third. The reason I put John third, so if he gets heavyweight gold, if John goes and gets heavyweight gold from either Stipe or Francis, whatever the case may be, I would put him number one for sure, um, because that's that's a, like a whole other feat, right? To be able to do that. The problem I have with John is that he's had multiple problems 
with performance enhancing drugs and things like that i feel like in terms of why i rank khabib so highly and why i think it's like a fight between gsp and khabib for the number 1 spot and maybe gsp edges it out but i'm okay to say khabib's number 1 as well is because i feel like out of those three there is only one that i can think of that has had a near flawless career right like gsp made a mistake when in his first title fight he fought matt hughes he lost right he made a mistake that fight he lost right he came back he avenged it i think he beat matthews twice right he beat maxera once he beat matthews twice um and i get all of that john jones has had multiple mistakes that he's made uh, arguably the uh, the dominic reyes fight was like a large mistake it was he i mean i didn't believe he won i but i i'm willing to say that you know what he deserves the belt it's fine but i feel like he approached that fight wrong and even in the the fight where like he got dq'd for the 12 to 6 he dominated that fight but he made a mistake he should have never used those elbows he knew that it was illegal and i i don't agree with the disqualification i don't think that he should have been disqualified but it was still a mistake that he made i think the reason why i rate khabib so highly is because i've never seen him make a mistake in his career right he's never slipped up and that may be a function of yeah sure he hasn't fought as much but he's been through a lot and throughout everything he's never made a mistake he has fought some tough guys um like like um Tyron mentioned in the, his first fight was difficult right he was he, it wasn't like he was given easy fights to begin with right and then Alay Quinta we have to shout out Alay Quinta it sounds like he, like he was the only one who looked like a problem for Khabib right he took Khabib to decision and since then Khabib has never gone to decision but i feel like he's dominated one he's so dominant and two he's had such a flawless career where he's never been busted for steroids he's never been like he's never done something illegal he's never done like been caught out for any of these things and he's dominated almost every opponent that he's come up against and it just looks like um no no one else at 155 is even close the only fight i'm i'm kind of i would be excited to see i i respect khabib's decision and i'm happy for him to leave the octagon he's made a promise to his mother i'm happy to like see him keep that promise but if i ever saw him in the octagon again i would love to see him fight gsp just because that is a narrative i don't think the khabib tony fight is a narrative anymore because i don't see how tony would beat him it makes no sense to me what do you guys think yeah yeah i think i i think tony would get absolutely mauled i i just don't see i just don't see how you could finish him a lot of people say oh elbows from the bottom he'll yeah. cut him and hopefully yeah but i ha- i haven't seen uh, even the kevin lee fight and I I I thought Kevin Lee is I think the Kevin Lee is a brilliant wrestler but I just don't think Kevin Lee has the gas tank that Khabib has Kevin Lee gassed out after a certain while he couldn't keep doing the same thing so that's why Tony got Tony got the, he got the submission I think it was the time that he won by he got the submission after he gassed out uh I think I don't think he actually was the time I think it may have been something else I just don't remember this point so uh, I I just don't see how Tony could win I don't see how a person in that weight class in fact a lot of people say charles olivera he's yeah. brilliant I, i've seen him fight he's he's good on his feet he he, he dominated kevin lee the last time he fought him. but i just don't see them at that level i in my opinion i just, no one in the lightweight division gsp and a lot of people say oh gsp is really good etc etc but one thing that people don't understand is there's a thing called age and yeah. no matter what you say the older you get 
uh, he mentioned himself. He said cutting weight at an older age is much more difficult than I than it would be for him, say, ten years ago. So if he'd have to even cut down to one seventy, he's not. And people say oh, he's a small dude. He's smaller than Khabib. Khabib is younger than him. Khabib can make the cut to one fifty five easier, or Khabib can cut even to one seventy easier than say GSP would. Even though GSP has been at that weight division for years, the last time he fought, I think, was two thousand eighteen, and before that, he fought four years ago. So that's a total of six years since he's made 170. Six years of not making 170 is a huge, huge thing. Even if they do decide to fight at 170, so I just don't see that fight going in GSP's favor. Even if they fight right now, that's just a personal opinion. It's only because of the weight cut. It's not because of the skill set. I feel GSP is, if not as good, better than Khabib. But I just don't see it happening right now. I have to agree with. Um, I so they did say that if they fought, it would be at a catch weight, right? It would be. They would decide what weight they could come down to because he said there's no way he's making 155. He said it had to be like a 65 or 70. Um, the reason I I would like to see GSP fight um, uh, Khabib, and I do think the age will play into a factor. I don't think uh, GSP wins that fight, but I think GSP has a lot more in his arsenal than most people that have gone up against uh, Khabib have. GSP is unbelievably technically gifted on the feet, and he has ridiculously good wrestling and jujitsu. Um, I think it's just a fight that would interest me. I don't see GSP winning, but it would be a fight that interests me, right? Um, I, I don't see the Tony fight interesting. I, I know Tony is extremely versatile. That he's extremely good on his back. He has a lot of chokes that he can do. The Dars is unbelievable. He has, like, he's got an unbelievable skill set. But I just think the strength of Khabib will overpower him. Um, By like a huge margin, I think that'll play a huge factor into um, whether or not that fight goes the distance, which I don't ever see it go. I I, I see Khabib finish him pretty early. Yeah. Um, also, if you see if you see them rehydrate, if you see Khabib and Tony rehydrate, you see Khabib looking like a whole different human being the next after another six eight hours seven hours. See Khabib. Ah, uh, sorry. See uh, if you see Tony, he's. Close to similar to what he was, he may have put on say about 15 pounds, 15 to 20 pounds. But Khabib's a whole 25 pounds he heavier. Looked, 20. He looks huge. He looked like a. In my opinion, he he would go to welterweight and be probably bigger than a few guys there. Yeah, I think the only problem uh, with the discussion uh, is that Kumaru Usman is too big. Kumaru Usman is huge. Kumaru Usman is. I don't know how he makes that weight cut down to 170. I have no idea how he does it, but I feel like that's why it's a whole other ball game because that guy, those guys at one seventy are are huge, especially yeah, even Col- yeah, even Colby Covington. You see the if you yeah. see the fight he had, my God, that that guy can fight. Dude. He had a gas tank. The only reason I think he and if, the only reason personally lost the fight is because Kamara was just that good. Yeah. He was just that good, but. I feel the closest person to beating Kamaru at any weight is probably going to be Colby, in my opinion. I like Gilbert Burns' chances, but then he's also lost to say people like um, Dan Hooker at 155 when he did cut down. And Dan Hooker is a slightly taller guy, so he did have issues when he fought a taller person. Kamaru is taller than him, so in that way, I see you know Kamaru being extremely dominant for a couple of more fights, maybe until he moves up, and yeah. Exactly, coming to your point, Khabib will have an issue fighting these bigger guys. People say, "Oh, he's extremely dominant, and see what he's done to this one, see what he's done to that one." Connor's fought at welterweight; you need to know. 
that's all that's all cool at lightweight but i think where to wait these guys is yeah. tyron woodley being exactly the same height as kobe 59 he goes up to 200 pounds he that little frame goes up to 200 pounds this is built differently so i think yeah i i just don't see anyone coming close also, to beating uh, him at lightweight and welterweight no no way to your point the only reason i think colby covington is the only one that poses a threat for kumaru and i i i, I rate gilbert burns i think he will i think it will be a hard fight for usman but i think usman wins that uh the only reason i think colby is the one who will pose the biggest challenge is because he's the only one i can think of that can make sure kumaru doesn't use his wrestling i think colby's wrestling is so supreme that he makes uh usman stand and bang with him and uh, by no means is colby a good like striker i mean he's decent but like he's not elite like he's not like a wonder boy or an izzy or any of those guys right but like you can tell that in that fight no one tried to wrestle right when they fought neither of them shot for a single takedown they went and they just like started throwing these big bombs right which eventually broke colby's jaw but yeah i think that's a, that's that's the fight to make anyway boys it was great talking to you guys um definitely should have this again with the fights coming up we should do this again run it back but anyway for all our listeners um check us out on our website it's www.thinksports.co.in also follow us on all our social media i'll have devin and tyron social media in the description as well you can go follow them um share some love with tyron and devin they need it um but anyway we'll see you guys next time thanks for watching peace